When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome to the Barca Blaugranas podcast. My name is Josh. We are joined by Emil Avanesi. And Emil, how are we doing today? Good, Josh. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, let, let, let's just talk about the fun stuff right away. Uh, <laughs> yesterday was the Champions League draw. Yes. Um, Barcelona managed to snag the uh, toughest group, I think, like undoubtedly. Usually there's a couple of yeah. groups that people are like, this is tough. Uh, that was not the case this time around. It seems like there's... <laughs> It's Barcelona, Inter Milan, Bayern Munich, uh, and Victoria Plaisen. Yeah, but they're, they're are they Turkish? Polish? I think they're Polish. It doesn't matter because they're not. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, yeah, Bayern's <laughs> gonna see through that. The so it'll be they are going <laughs> to make absolute bank though because they get those three teams getting to come to their towns. Like that's yeah. gonna be awesome. Like great for tu- like tourism, you know, wherever yeah, this place I mean- is. It's three of the probably like, well, two of the 10 biggest brands. And I mean, Inter is probably in the top 20, I would say. Oh, like come global, on. Get, get, global give Inter brands. a little more credit than that. What's that? I said give Inter a little more credit than that. Come on. Well, the problem is that like, the, so the problem is every one of these sort of rankings that they do, and I know it's usually like the financial stuff, but it's like, you know, it's, you know, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, blah, blah, blah. But then there's like two like championship teams, like second division English teams, just because being poor in English football is like enough to make you a Rockefeller in La Liga and Serie A. Okay, so they are a Czech professional football club. <laughs> oh, they're Czech. Okay. I, okay. I, I, which, I was saying Polish. I guess I'm a little embarrassed because I think I'm like 30, a quarter Czech. So I feel like I should have known that. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I guess I'm also a quarter Polish and I don't know any Polish teams. So maybe that's, maybe that's just, we just don't know our heritage unless we're. I think there's, yeah, there's one. I think it's like Legia Warsaw. That one I know. Like, I, I don't that's know a why. great name. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Let's just, I'm, I'm just going to run through the groups real quick. So group A, yep, Ajax, Liverpool, two, yeah. Napoli, Rangers. Uh, I mean, screw it. Let's just do it. Uh, two, who's coming out of group A? Um, I'm going to say Liverpool and Okay, I love Napoli, so I'm going to say Napoli. Um, I'm right there with you. I agree as well. Yep, Liverpool, Napoli. This is uh, group B, FC Porto, Atletico Madrid, Bayer Leverkusen, and Club Bruges. That's a fun group. Yes, I do think so. Um, so Atletico have been better than I expected, I think, to start this season. Um, and so Club Bruges, gonna... the darlings of, I think they did. They beat Real Madrid in the Bernabeu last year, right? Am I misremembering that? Um. I, I, I'm going to look this up while you think yeah. about who's coming out. Well, I know too. Uh, I just recently read about them because uh, who is it? There's a. Why did I think that was Club Rouge? No. So, okay. It's Club, that Sheriff, Club, right? Or whatever. Yeah, it was Sheriff. Okay. Club Rouge yeah. played Real Madrid in 2019 
Okay. And they got a draw at the Bernabeu, which is so still the one impressive. thing that I, I it it absolutely is. So the one thing that I know is that Club Bruges has a um a midfielder that if I guess if West Ham are unable to sign the dude from Lyon, uh Lucas Paqueta, apparently their fallback is this midfielder from Club Bruges. That's the extent of my knowledge on them. So uh, Club Bruges is the Belgian club, I think. Yes. Right. Okay. Yep. Cool. I knew that. Um, yeah. Here's I'm the thing. You could tell me any of those teams. I, and I'm, I'm not being like, like Club Bruges yeah. is a good team and they have some history in the champions league. Like you could tell me any of those two teams totally make it out. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if I had to, if I had to bet, I mean, I'd, I'd probably just go, I don't know if it is chalk, but I'd probably go Atletico and Porto. Yeah, I have no, I have no idea if Leverkusen is any good. Like, this I don't know if they're good now. Like, I know they've yeah. been, you know, good in the past, but um, I would go right there with you, just because again, I don't know enough about Leverkusen or Bruges to know if they're um actually like good enough this year, or if they just have success last year. Um, yep. we'll save Group C for last since that's our our club. <laughs> yeah. Um, Group D: Eintracht Frankfurt, Tottenham, Sporting, and Marseille. I'm gonna go. Tottenham Sporting. This is lining up like how did Tottenham get this group? What? <laughs> I know it's so good. And you it's just so know good. they're gonna somehow make it like so difficult on themselves, too. Oh, yeah, they're gonna have to, yeah, they're gonna have to scrape out a point. Although I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> like Tottenham, they're not really Tottenham anymore because Antonio Conte no, has just right. like flips them. <laughs> no, they're like they're legit good. I mean, like, I mean, I'm 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 down to sort of snicker at them, but but they've always um, been legit good. They've just like it's like Charlie Brown in the football. Like yeah. even Pochettino, like despite like he was so good that they were able to overcome their spursiness, as men and blazers always say. But <laughs> yeah, like yeah. now it's like they're, I I don't know if they're as good. I don't I don't think they're as good as those Poch teams, but they have the like the Conte grit. He has like forced his DNA into this club, and now now it seems like they they should come out of this group. Like it should be like if you said, yeah. Well, I think there's just Tottenham. so much to me. It seems like they're obviously they have they have stars. You know, I mean just up front alone, like uh, Kane and Son and, you know, like Richarlison's their third striker, you know, or third, you know, third forward. I love him and, being there, by the way. He's like, he's just, he's great. Yeah, I, I like him a lot too. But the thing is, they're just so like packed with not superstars, but kind of low level stars and competence, you know, like no one, no one on that team stinks or like you don't worry about someone absolutely making just a, you know, a, a devastating mistake, like the yeah. way that, you know, kind of when they would spurs things up, um, you know, people would be worried about. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with them and, uh, and Sporting Club de Portugal. Uh, group E is Milan, Chelsea, FC Salzburg, and Dynamo, Zagreb. Um, I always love Chelsea having to go into Russian environments for whatever reason. <laughs> I just find that fun. Um, yeah, go to the communist block, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, this is Milan and Chelsea. Like, I don't, I don't know if there's much to talk about there. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can't really like. Um, I mean, if I'd done some work, maybe I could like construct a case for Salzburg, but I don't. It's <laughs> it's, it's not happening though. That work's not worth it. Um, group F: Real Madrid, Leipzig, Shakhtar, and Celtic. That's a fun group. That is a fun group. Um, I feel like Real Madrid and Shakhtar are always in the same group. Like it's just again, like this Champions League thing happens time and time again, where these clubs are yeah. consistently in it. You know, 
Well, it's funny because like I do feel like oh, you know we'll we'll get to we'll get to Group C later, but I mean I feel like there's a lot of reruns there too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, I mean, this is okay. Leipzig and Real Madrid, probably. Like, I don't. Yeah. Again, I mean, this comes down to you know. Sadly, I've done zero homework. <laughs> you know. Not sadly. Are you kidding me? That's the best podcasting. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> so I was gonna say like I, I don't know what. Yo, I, what is it? Celtic has won like nine of the last ten like Scottish titles. So like, sure, that yeah. always sort of like dupes me into sort of like ooh superpower. But then, yeah, they, yeah, I mean, Leipzig has all the Red Bull money. Like they're they're good. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're fine. Um, Group G <laughs> is Manchester City, Sevilla, Dortmund, and Copenhagen. Okay, so this one's interesting because like mm. uh, a lot of what I've heard suggests that Dortmund is like very much not the Dortmund of not even like Klopp times, but even the, the immediate aftermath, like they've stuff that I've read suggests that they've slipped a fair bit and they're mm-hmm. not the same kind of factory at the same time. I'm now I am, you know, reasonably sort of informed on Sevilla and like, I'm kind of bearish on them. I just, their, their attack seems very like both up front and at the back, I feel like they're kind of not as good as they have been and not terribly deep. Yeah, I mean, their attack has not performed well in the first two La Liga matches. I'll tell you that. They nope. have two total goals and yep. they are facing Barcelona. So, yep. So, <laughs> and Barcelona now have Jules Kunde. So, yeah. That- that's not good for them. Uh, so yeah, I, I think if at first glance, like someone like me who doesn't pay that close of attention to teams other than he covers, like I see Sevilla and Dortmund, and I'm like, oh, that's tough. But what you're saying is those two teams don't actually like have that consistency that they usually have. Perhaps I know. Ironically, it is tough because like n- neither of them is as good as they have been. So it's like it's, it's a, a tough up. call. But the other way, uh, I'm going to say Dortmund, uh, City sure. of Dortmund. It's more fun if Dortmund get through. Um, <laughs> In Group H, we have PSG, Juventus, Benfica. Uh, oh, it's you want to take a shot at that? Maccabi Haifa. Maccabi Haifa. They're, okay. Israeli, they're Israeli, right? Yeah, they're Israeli. Okay. Because I know every like, I guess I think Haifa is a city in Israel. That sounds that sounds plausible. Let's Google this. <laughs> Maccabi Haifa. Yep, Israeli professional team. Okay. Um. Okay. Who's coming out of this group? I mean, it seems like PSG and Juventus. Are Benfica going to put up a fight? So I've uh, I actually just wrote uh, something like a game preview for um, for the this weekend's Juventus game. Like Juventus does not look impressive. Even like um, they're they won their first Serie A match three uh, nil uh, against Sassuolo, but they were. I think like they only had 42% possession. They were outshot. <laughs> like they had fewer shots on the target. Uh Sassuolo had like more attacks, more dangerous attacks, like every which way. Like it was the most bizarre 3-0 box score I'd ever seen. And like they don't look good. And then they, you know, they followed that up with a goalless draw against Sampdoria. Um not what you want to see. It's not what you want to see. I'm going to say PSG and Benfica. I mean, I realize I'm going with all the Portuguese teams, but let's do it. Let's do it. All right. And finally, we have Group C, Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Inter, and Victoria Plaisen. This is brutal. And as I said, um, I you could make a case that the best German, Spanish, 
and Italian teams are all in this group. Uh, yep. Real Madrid fans would disagree. Milan fans would disagree, but it's a case. And that's kind of crazy. Yeah. It really is. Cause yeah. Cause usually you don't get, I mean, I guess it usually does happen this way, but I feel like this is the most, I mean, you want to say top heavy, but you know, the third team is really good. Just like top to bottom. It's, it's wild. Cause you compare this to the, you know, that Frankfurt, Marseille, Tottenham group, or yeah. I mean, I'm looking at some of these other groups and you know, you have like one, maybe two heavyweights here. I mean, this is going to be a bloodbath, I think. This um, is like legitimately, like Inter aren't, they're not like a, like, they're not going to be a pushover here. Like they might be better than Barcelona. Well, yeah. And also, I mean, the, well, because there's so much, so much comes down to how the Barca defense kind of gels and holds up as the season goes on. Because like twice, you're going to have to deal with, Lukaku and Lautaro Martinez um, in group play. And that's in addition to whatever Byron's got to throw at you. I, it's not great. Um, it's not. I mean, I, I, I am feeling confident that Barca on, I do think that from an attacking perspective, I'm actually becoming way more like, I mean, not that I was ever sort of bearish on Barca, but I feel really kind of, settled in good about the team kind of going forward and attack uh defense i'm less kind of less secure in my optimism that is a great transition uh because <laughs> on my notes i did want to talk about uh there was a report that ahead of uh the match this weekend that alejandro baldi okay do you say it baldi 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 yeah baldi okay yeah. uh that he is expected to return to the starting lineup yeah. for this weekend's match um, what did you think of him last weekend? Obviously, like he looked pretty good in the small sample size we have, but like, what are your yeah. thoughts on him going forward? I mean, I think he's, I mean, he's still super young. I'm trying to remember, um, but so generally he's, I know he's one of these guys. I, I don't watch a lot of the, um, like the B team or, or, you know, the, the Barca youth teams or anything, but I know he's been a name for, a while like since he was in the the youth ranks and everything and he's one of those kind of next la masia gems and um i think last year was sort of when he was supposed to not necessarily break through but kind of maybe carve out a little bit of a rotation spot for himself and i don't think he was there last year but um i really like him i mean if anything i think his it's unfortunate. I think his actual defending is the sort of the weak link of his game, but, um, but he is fantastic getting forward and he's excellent on the ball. Um, I'm, you know, in the absence of like, I don't know, in the absence of like a nailed on, you know, number one option, I'm totally down for, you know, seeing what you've got with him because I mean, it's so uninspiring to me, like the repeatedly having to contemplate like, okay, so I guess maybe Marcos Alonso is coming and, you know, just, I, it, it just like the, I struggle so much to care every time that conversation happens. <laughs> so like, I'm like, at least give a young, give an 18 year old kid a try, you know, and just like, he'll be 19 in October. He looks good. He's grown up. He's grown up in the system. 
like feed his confidence at least for a little while. Yeah. If only we had another young fullback that is potentially, you know, who's been struggling under managerial and structural <laughs> changes and we could give him a shot too. I can't remember oh. his name, Serge, something or another. Um, I know that's <laughs> uh, Samuel and Titi. He finally got, he, he, he got he's gone for yeah. now at least. Yeah. Like, you know, paying all of his wages, but at least like it kind of clearing the, it clears the salary cap basically. What a strange, I mean, I guess this is like one of those things where, um, I guess like it happens in baseball, right? (laughs) Where guys will trade like high priced players, but you know, they'll take lesser prospects (laughs) because they agree to like, because they don't want to pay for all the, all the salary or they'll pay like 80% of the freight to get better, better prospects. Yeah. This Uh, is, I guess, just to, to clear the runway to get, uh, Kunde in. Yeah, and La Liga reportedly this morning is giving them the green light for Kunde's registration. So God, that's would be awesome. such a disaster if that didn't happen. <laughs> um should Memphis Depay go back to Manchester United? I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, um, why would he? I mean, well, exactly. Okay, so there's a couple of things. Like you and I talk about this, and like I feel like this is my, you know, whatever. I'm carving this out. Like, this is my drum that I beat every time. Like, I will be this podcast, like you know, sort of pro, pro labor, pro employee, like just voice in the voice in the forest. Like, like you gave me a contract and you told me it runs through a certain date. So I like making very good money and living in Barcelona. So I'm not going to leave. So like, okay, that now also don't come at me and tell me like, Okay, you're going to love this. Not only do you have to swap Barcelona from Manchester with like the fall and the winter coming, we're going to send you to a club where like your career left in, you left with your career in tatters. How do you like that? They've basically had precisely one good performance since God, who knows, like since like the last World Cup, it feels like. Uh, Listen, uh, can we talk about that match for a second? Oh my God. God, what? Like, I felt like I was living in like a like alternative like universe. I yeah. I don't really understand what happened. Like, Graham Lasso and Arlo White were like casting it like it was like a Champions League final. Yeah, and, uh, the crowd was treating it like it was a Champions League. I mean, I haven't heard a crowd like that. It, I I can't even remember when. Like the sound that was coming through my my sound. Yeah. Like, I I had to like my brain had to keep telling my eyes like. No, this is a match day three Premier League match yeah. between two teams that aren't even in the top 10 yet. Uh, so, but so but my like, heart was telling yeah. me this match was everything. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, this was exactly the kind of match that, funnily enough, I'm sort of immune to it with this iteration of Man United. But this is exactly the kind of match that will make me like recklessly just flip my opinion on something that I clearly know to be wrong. But um <laughs> But I watched that because okay, so I wrote a I wrote a preview for that game uh, for Squawka, and I remember, and part of it is like it's one of these like betting previews, so you have to like put in just you know kind of suggestions or you know kind of what you think is going to happen. I did not have a scenario in which United were going to win. Like I think to be polite, and also because Liverpool were just missing an absolute boatload of players. I only said they would win. Did I say three one? It was either two one or three one. But essentially, like I did not see any scenario in which United were 
clearly the superior team for an overwhelming majority of the game and genuinely could have just put the hammer to Liverpool if you know a couple if of they didn't start putting their tail between their legs after they got the second goal yeah wasn't that like I mean it it felt inevitable that Liverpool were going to come back and win, and I'm surprised they didn't. I think that's because they're still figuring things out for missing, whatever reason. You know, they're they're missing um, a lot of guys, yeah, like especially up front. Yeah, it, and you saw that when they were bringing on substitutions yep. that looked like they could have been my children. Because I still um, think of, because also I still think of like I know he's not at the club anymore, but functionally, like they're missing Sadio Mane. Because yeah. like you know everybody you're used to this dude being here like your experience of playing at liverpool is this guy is here so anyway there was going to be the learning experience of him not being around anymore and then yeah was, you like, already saw like the absence like, of darwin hey, yeah drop that like him not yeah. being there was yeah brutal. drop the headbutt on someone um <laughs> but it was like <laughs> and i was honestly kind of disappointed that they scored the two goals that quickly because i loved watching them yeah attack like it was like it was fun, and I have not watched. I have not enjoyed watching Manchester United do anything on or off the pitch yeah. in years. And so, like watching them attack and look good, like Rashford was unbelievable. That, Jordan Sancho looked like himself again. Like it was, it was incredible. And then they got the second goal, and they just looked terrified. Yeah. And I think it was. I think that's where it comes back to. Like, I feel like this team in this club, but the, I mean, the team and the players in particular have been so beaten down and are so gun shy that like when, like when it's going well and you have a collection of talent like that, um, you get two goals like that and you're at home and a sold out like nighttime crowd is just going bananas. Like that's when you go for the throat. I mean, that's when the, you know, the peak Barca teams, it was like, it would go from two to five before anyone really kind of figured out what happened. And, but when you're not feeling it and you're so terrified of what you have, I mean, like Man United strikes me as like, you know, they say like United strikes me as scared money, you know, like anything they win. Like, I feel like they're just every small profit is meant to be guarded with your life. And rather than trying to like really just put, put out a performance for the ages. And this is your, your heated rival. They've, completely sort of surpassed you and they've you know beaten you and this and that like you have a chance just hit them with everything you have and they didn't do that yeah i mean i think they did do enough to like they looked good i mean they looked like especially they looked really yeah good. and against most teams that because even look i mean even like you know 75 80 percent of liverpool is better than most teams so a performance like that is good enough to to beat just about everyone in the in the Premier League, the the problem that I have though is I also don't know if this team can summon up a performance like that on like a Saturday afternoon in I don't know like Hull's not in the league yeah, Stoke you know like I'm, I'm always trying to think of like yeah because I'm yeah exactly you know like just whatever just a, a random place like can they go to like are they gonna care on a saturday afternoon at like craven cottage against fulham they should yeah. i i don't know i think it was fun to watch like i mean at the end of the day football is more fun when these classic good teams are yeah. good and so it was fun to see a match like that that was actually competitive and it was fun to watch yeah they were uh they i still were really really you good. can still tell me united finished like 12th this year you can still tell me that 
Oh yeah, um, I mean, and it wouldn't be surprising. Um, okay, we're about done. I just have to ask, what? <laughs> speaking of United, yeah, in six months, where will Cristiano Ronaldo be? Man, I don't know. Like who? I mean, he makes so much money. So, like, I think we've talked about this. Like, the the list of teams that could conceivably take him, even if you take any kind of filters off, is really, really small. Well, I don't understand why he doesn't go back to, like, sporting yeah, he, or something. I, I do think like, that's probably the best play for him. I mean, Dortmund don't even want him. <laughs> God. Yeah, I mean, well, because I guess the thing is, too, the um, – Look, I think he's like the weird way where like, I mean, so obviously, yes, he's a, he's just a, a monumental, like epic prima donna, you know, but like, the thing is, he's this dude that works super, super hard. So you can't, like, he's never, he's never not in shape or, you know. And here's the thing, he's going to score goals if you throw him out there. <laughs> yeah. But I think the problem is like, it comes at the expense of sort of anybody else. Like, I think at this point in the game, I mean, probably well, I don't think it was always this way, but at this point in the game, I think like when Cristiano's on the pitch, it's the other the other players are there to serve the like serve the purpose of getting him a goal. And sure, yeah. of course, the, the goals help the help the team, but it's like he doesn't run anymore. Like, you know, it's sort of unless he's on the ball or chasing the ball or you know, running towards the goal, like he, he doesn't sort of put in a ton of work. I mean, I think, but that that is actually where I think if he'd probably be really good on a on a team that's packed with sort of young and energetic players, where they'll kind of do the running for him, and he can essentially just be like a senior mentor. And I mean, you know, theoretically, like if, if if he handled things the right way, that that team would be just united. That would be Manchester United. <laughs> yeah. Surrounded Marcus by Rashford, Sancho and Marcus Sancho. Rashford. Yeah. Yeah. No, like all of that is right there. And I know I just, as I was saying it, I'm like, I realized that. And, but yeah, I mean, him and Ten Hag just need to like sit down, have a, you know, Ronaldo can have his kombucha, Ten Hag can have his whiskey sour, and they can just, you know, we, maybe yeah. chop it up and get things together. Cause it would be a, like a good partnership and a good story. So I don't know why. <laughs> and I know part of it is that, um, like Cristiano demands Champions League football. Yeah. So why can't know. he just be Casemiro? Did you see that interview with Casemiro? <laughs> oh no, I didn't actually. Okay, so again, uh, like we were talking about before, yeah. I saw this on Reddit. Uh, so he yeah. he was being interviewed, and I guess as he's kind of coming to the spotlight more off yeah. the pitch, I've realized he's like his as it is with a lot of athletes, right? That are mm -hmm. on the pitch like menaces. He just seems like an incredibly like very nice person and like super down yeah. to earth off the pitch and uh this this reporter it was like in a sit-down interview she asked him you know like how are something along the lines of like why are you comfortable like not playing in the champions league and in like the most earnest non-cristiano ronaldo way ever mm. he, he kind of laughs and goes like i've got five of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that and it was like coming from anyone else it probably would have sounded so pretentious but he just like he just kind of giggled and he was like i don't know like i'm good <laughs> i'm <laughs> like, over the champions league yeah. why, why can't ronaldo just see like the larger narrative of like maybe again maybe this is like an online nba thing that only you and i would get but like the whole like legacy thing yeah. him coming back to united and being like someone that's like actually a leader 
is a yeah. great story, whether they're in the freaking Europa League or not. Well, look, to, to do an NBA comparison, like, I mean, it's not perfectly like for like, but sort of the, it's like you're saying, so Cristiano is so kind of bought in hand over fist on the whole like rings culture thing. And it's kind of almost like Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant, where Durant has objectively had a better career. He's won an MVP. He's got two rings. He's got finals MVPs, like all of that. And, you know, it's sort of nothing ever seems settled with him. It's kind of like, you know, the, the Warriors thing wasn't working for him. So then went to Brooklyn and then he was out. Now he's apparently back in. And, you know, while his resume has zero holes in it, I mean, it's completely unimpeachable. Meanwhile, like Dame, I know obviously like he wants to win too, but he's got this, he's a superstar and has local icon status. And no one doubts for a second that he is killing himself to do everything possible yeah. like for that team. And it's like the, the two different types of legacies. And I mean, I, I genuinely think that if, if, you know, Dane never wins a ring, let's say, I mean, as you get older, I feel like the Damian Lillard legacy has to feel better. Just being like this, yeah. this revered icon in the city where you played for 15, 20 years. Anyways, uh, I've done a horrible job of hosting a Barcelona podcast today, but we talked a lot about good football. <laughs> what are you stuff, talking so... about? We talked about Cristiano and Damian Lillard. Yeah, whatever. It was fun. Um, <laughs> I mean, all right. Googled some European cities. And like, it's good stuff. <laughs> I've got four minutes till Zoom kicks me off. Tell me what you're working yeah. on. All right. So I am, uh, so I'm still working on a lot of uh, game previews and stuff for Squawka. Um, Urban Pitch, I am. Uh, Still just regularly doing stuff for them. Uh, a lot of it is sort of Barca-focused, but some of it You're is... You're going to need to send me the Danny Alves link so I can put that in the post. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, so I'll be in a... Uh, I like it. I'll be in the second consecutive blizzard. Uh, the three months ago, it was uh, on Barca Femini, and this time I wrote a... I sent you the draft, right? <laughs> yeah, so I, I wrote a... I don't know... A, a, a wee bit out of my comfort zone, uh, Danny Alves piece that uh, it was really enjoyable. Yeah, I will absolutely send you the link to that. And um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's a lot of that. And yeah, what else am I, what else am I working on? Uh, otherwise, I'm uh, doing a little bit of stuff that's not directly sports related, but, you know, kind of more, more gaming. I might actually be writing about brick and mortar casinos. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Actually it's, it's something that I do know about. I have experience doing it in my sort of in my past life. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I could see you pulling up in like an ocean's 11 style suit. I would up to the Bellagio. Yeah. Oh I would, yeah. I would love it. I would love that. Or I'd just love to be the random dude. Like, you know, like I never liked going to Vegas to party. I'd like to just be the random dude in Vegas who kind of just, you know, just, you, you have people everywhere. Like you just, you know, like have, you have people a couple watcher? of, but what? Your people watcher? Yeah. I mean, well, or I mean, I'd go with friends and like, you know, we'd, we'd gamble or just basically just go drink. But yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah but yeah, it was basically nightclubs aren't my, aren't so much my scene. 100% but, feel that. If you go to Vegas, uh, it turns out the areas outside of Vegas are actually more appealing, like the uh, the national parks everywhere. Oh, and like, like Red Rocks and stuff like oh, that. Oh, like Red Rocks. I mean, there's a ton of stuff around. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Everyone check out <laughs> at Hardwood Hype on Twitter for all of Emil's great thoughts uh, now that he can uh, 
express you know his 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 uh, past life of in in gambling yeah uh, this is going to be good stuff um check out the barca blog on his podcast on spotify stitcher apple Podcasts, wherever else they're doing podcasts mm-hmm. now and as always emil thank you for joining us thanks a lot josh talk to you soon